Okay, I'll call the meeting of the President's Work Group to develop citywide surveillance equipment and data management policies to order. Um, roll call. I see Alder Skidmore, Alder Balday, and Alder Kemble are present. I will entertain a motion for approval of the minutes. I'd move the approval of the minutes. Second. Any discussion? All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Okay. Public comment. I don't see any members of the public here. Did we get anything, Karen, email, or any, any public comment? Okay. No public. Disclosures and recusals. Any member of the body have a disclosure or recusal? Nope. Discussion and possible action items. Okay. Um, which is basically one thing, the ordinance. And we have two documents in front of us. The um, ordinance that we, Karen's edits to the ordinance that we did at our last meeting, and then a red line version of Attorney Mays. Um, and we all got his email. I don't know if um, Alder Skidmore and Balde, could you call it up? Because we don't have printouts of that email, but I'd like for us to go through it point by point. You can't get it on your phone. Well, we can we can read it. I have. Do you have a printout? Okay. Maybe give that to Alder Skidmore so he can follow. See if I can get it copied in Human Resources quick. You've got. You sure, if you could cop, make a couple copies, but we could if give that to Alder Skidmore and copy Vix maybe. The email was sent. It was sent to all of us um, on fr last Friday. The 17th from Michael May. And it's basically an explanation of, of the suggested edits he made in red here, but I'd like us to discuss each point by point. I don't think so. Are, are you seeing it? I'm not seeing it. It's from Michael May, Friday, 517. Last week, Friday? Yeah, May 17th. And you are on the recipients list. Do you want me to forward it to you? Uh, yeah, maybe that would be faster. Okay. No, that's not good. Yeah, I'm going to move over here so if you have Okay, to I just forwarded it to you. All right. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. Good day. <laughs> yes. It's not raining, it's raining. Okay, we've got hard copies now. Do you want one too? Sure. Thanks. So basically there are um, two major items, one having to do with the, um, the 
SSTOB, the, the group of the mayor, the council president, and the chief information officer, and the other having to do with what's in the APM and what's not. And then there are a couple of sort of just clarity, issues of clarity. Um, so his point one, he added at the beginning of the ordinance that the ordinance creates two new committees subject to all the rules for open meetings. Um, and it doesn't say which department will staff it, will staff those committees. Um, and I'd like just to move on to, to number two because that's sort of a substantial issue that may change number one. Um, and Attorney May says, is suggesting that we add or their designees in the makeup of the SSTOB, which is um, in sub two in the definitions of um, sensitive surveillance technology oversight board means a board which reviews exceptions to the section. The SSTOB members are the mayor, the common council president, and the chief information officer or these designees. Um, he cites a concern of no two of these people being able to meet to discuss anything about surveillance technology without it being a quorum of this board. Um, and that I'm not sure, Marcy, maybe you can clarify this, but would adding or their designees make that not an issue? Or is there a way in which I think what we were trying to get at with this is a mechanism by which um, the mayor and the council president are at least informed of the purchase of any sensitive technology that for sensitive confidential reasons would not go through the approval process. And what we came up with was this particular mechanism, which Attorney May is now saying would be a board subject to open meeting laws and quorums. So just could you address that question of if we added or, or their designees, does that make the problem go away? Or do you have an opinion on another way we could achieve that same thing? Adding the Adding the designee wouldn't make the problem go away about the open meetings and the complying with that. One way may be to say that the IT department had, you know, put it in the ordinance that when they receive a request for sensitive information, they will share that request with the Common Council president and the mayor and not create a committee that has to review it, just that they would provide that information to the Common Council president and the mayor. That may be a way then you don't have a committee that's created. They're just providing the information. And I think the, um, the idea, though, was, would be for at least the mayor to be able to approve that or not. And you could that put that, that within the ordinance. You could say that, you know, the IT department head needs to provide that information to the mayor and the common council president for the mayor to review and approve or provide comment or feedback. And that wouldn't be creating a committee because there wouldn't be meetings. You would just be Sarah, whoever's in Sarah's yeah. position, would be required to provide that information and then wait for the feedback from the two individuals. So and then that was our intent, right? Yeah. Right. That, I that. think that is the cleanest way to do it. Then mm -hmm. I can draft changes that could take that into effect if that's okay. how you want to proceed. Good. So then this ordinance will not create two committees. That wouldn't, then a committee would not be created. Right. Yes, a committee would not be created. For that. Okay. And that covers what we need covered. 
I think so too. Um, so in Attorney May's third point, this is another very substantive issue. I think we, after much discussion about what should go in the ordinance and what shouldn't, we thought we came to a compromise about putting the approval process in an APM um, as long as there was a council, some kind of council oversight over that. But Attorney May's opinion is that that would not be enforceable. So um, I think what we do is go back to plan A and put those provisions back into the ordinance if it's not enforceable and if that approval process is something we want in this ordinance. Um, I don't think that means, I mean, this is just my interpretation. I've been thinking about it for a couple days and you know, just going over all of our work. I think there is still a role for the surveillance review team of staff just so that work doesn't fall only on the IT director and so there are there is interdepartmental communication around the annual reports and the audits, etc. Um, just that the part of it part where we have I don't think we even need to change making recommendations for any proposed changes to the APM because there still will be APMs. I think it's just a matter of putting back into the ordinance some of those uh, part of the approval process. The, the um, thing I wanted us to discuss and especially Sarah was timeline. So we decided at our last meeting that the the um, effective date of this would be January 2020. And the plan was for the surveillance review team to get together in the fall and have some processes done by November. Mm -hmm. November. Um, but if we put, so, and that was for the APM, but if we pull some of that back in the ordinance and state that state those pieces in the ordinance ahead of time i'm just wondering process wise what i i think it's still really important for that group to meet and discuss and understand what it's going to take to um, fulfill the requirements of this ordinance yep. um, you know do we amend the ordinance do we wait on publishing this thing at all until after that work gets done. I think it's a tricky timing issue of if we're pulling that approval process back under the ordinance, when do we actually have it go through the legislative process, given that we want input from staff on the approval process. And just so it's clear, the SRT, if it's created within the ordinance, it's going to be subject to all of the open meetings laws, and they're going to have right. to have staff. And, okay, I yes. just want to make sure you know yeah. that there's still going to be one group that's totally. created. Okay. Yeah. And when so, you, oh, that's that's a good point. The ordinance creates them, so they can't start working until the ordinance is passed. Yeah. And that's yeah. the mayor creates a group and even – Right, which the mayor could do. Um, and when you talk about the approval process taking from the APM and putting in the ordinance, do you mean the approval process whenever, I believe in the APM, it talks about purchase or use, all of that you wanted, with, then you're going to want 
in the ordinance? And so remember, about a month ago, it was in the ordinance. Then we made a compromise and agreed, okay, we can put it in the APM, but we need a council member to have significant oversight over that so that the APM couldn't be changed without at least the council having a say. What Attorney May is saying is that that's unenforceable, it can't work. Um, so now I think we have to go back to what we started with, which was having that process in the ordinance. Because it's a really key part of this work and the reason why we even exist as a committee to have that approval process. Can I, would it be possible instead of, so for the process in the ordinance, rather than having it as the process, um, we put that these are parts, when you put it back in, if you're going to put it back into the ordinance, that these are key pieces that must be part yes. of that process rather than calling it a process. So that then if we have to change that process, we don't have to, we would have to keep all the components that are listed in the ordinance, but we can change that process because the owner, that would be so onerous on us to have to go back and rewrite the, the ordinance every time. So, and that's, I, I thought, we yeah. thought we were taking care of that issue by putting it on the APM, but I think we need to bring some elements at least back into the ordinance, generalize them. Yeah. As you say, yep. Um, and and then leave some leave the details to the to the APM. Yeah. They, otherwise, I think that what would happen is as time progressed, we would recognize there would be parts of this process that we need to improve. Right. And instead of actually improving it, because it would take that part of going back to the ordinance, we would miss things, and we don't want that to happen. So I think just having the key elements of what you wanted to have in there, and then we can develop that process around it. And did you bring copies of the the changes we talked about to the APM last last time? So I did not, and the reason why is because Marcy had gone back through and made some more edits to it, and Marcy, Vic, and I have not had an opportunity to meet okay. to make those. So we're going to need to do that because there was you had some – yeah, she had some questions that she wanted to discuss. Um, one of them was, I'm trying to remember, well, I'm not even going to comment on it because I can't, I don't want to talk about it unless I have my full thoughts on it. So, so as far as um, Attorney May's comments about this ordinance creating a committee, a, a committee meaning the surveillance review team, and what the surveillance review team would do. So I think they would still establish the details of an approval process, <clears throat> right? That's what you had envisioned, Sarah, mm -hmm. this group of yep. people working on the details of that for the APM. Mm-hmm. And those deadlines are reasonable. I, I think we pushed a couple of them back last time. And then the other role um, 
is in the audit is in the auditing the annual reports of the, the other role of the SRT is in auditing the annual reports is that right yep So um, going back to the beginning then, this ordinance will establish one new public subunit. I actually would just say we'll establish and name it. We'll establish the SSR. Yeah, and the say S what it, no, sorry, the uh, ordinance establishes the surveillance review, review team. team which is subject to open meeting laws. And then under the definition of, we won't have a definition of sensitive surveillance technology oversight board. We, where would that piece of reworded text go, Marcy, about the chief information or, or technology, are we calling you information or technology officer? What are you, Sarah? Chief, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So Sarah's position. Chief yeah. information officer is what's defined in the ordinance. I'm thinking I would just create another subsection that lays out the role of the chief information officer. And in there I could say, you know, I'll, I'll provide language, but when they receive a request for whatever we have in the APM, you know, purchase, use, blah, blah, blah. That, that that information has to be provided to the mayor and the president of the common council and each will be given the opportunity to provide input before it's approved. Maybe that should go under approval process. Okay. Because basically what we're talking about is a request that would be exempt from the approval process. Mm -hmm. But in the approval, sorry, in the approval process, we just say the departments must comply and then we go through it. I mean, I can put it in there if that's where you want it maybe change it across reference perhaps okay yeah okay like for what did we say do we define sensitive surveillance technology I don't think maybe we should define sensitive surveillance technology I don't think we I don't think that's defined in the APM either mm -mm. we should define that then Anything else on the approval process or this point three of Attorney May's memo? Can I ask a question? 
Sure. I don't think I have all the language. Um, you, you have a draft ATM? That, mm -hmm. that, that's, yeah, we don't have that with us. So I'm not quite sure how your approval process works. It, it, does the surveillance review team grant approval first or make a recommendation? No, the, com the common council. Well, the, the details of that are to be worked out, and we're in a draft of the APM. And these are the things that really need to be worked out and agreed to by the surveillance review team. That's what's going to take some time, is to understand all the implications of whatever, you know, what general um, principles we want met for public oversight, how they're going to actually operationalize that and make it work. And that is the charge of that. The SRT is, right, yeah. So on to point number four. Um, I agree with that, and that's in the, um, again, in the approval process, he has underlined in red odd use of words, um, that it should be stated as a negative, not as a positive, that the proposal should, uh, what does he say, not endanger civil liberties. So he's saying that, you know, inherently cameras don't safeguard, but they shouldn't cause harm. They shouldn't endanger. You're, you're good with changing that. So where it says odd use of word, I cross out that. Um, where it says safeguard, strike that and say not endanger civil liberties and civil rights. And then um, in the annual report, he was confused by the idea of a resolution. Um, okay, a report would submit a resolution. Yeah, and I think for the council to act, the council has to act by resolution or ordinance. It's just de facto council acts by resolution, right? So if the council is approving something annually, we don't have to say they're doing it by resolution. It, that's just how it has to be done. Well, and I, I brought this up at the last meeting. Like, if you, you can receive a report and accept a report, but you had indicated you wanted to affirmatively maybe have some input on it. Yes. And that's where you would have your resolution. So staff would submit a report attached to a resolution, either, you know, council accepting it or making changes based on that could occur within your resolution to affect the report. And I think that's what Mike's trying to get at is it's almost two separate things. Staff provides you with a report. You take a resolution to accept the report and make these following recommendations if you want to make changes to the report. That's how you could get your changes in. Um, so do you have suggestions other than what he did? Do you think that his suggested edits solve that problem? Yeah, that's why he said a re resolution to approve the report. Yeah. Because then it's like two separate 
lease or two separate documents, we, the staff would provide you with a report. And then within your resolution, you can say, yes, you know, we accept the report, no changes. We accept the report, but we recommend staff do the following changes based on our, based on our review. So how does that uh, differ from uh, accepting the report uh, without a resolution? Well, when you ex usually you accept a report, you don't. The council doesn't say, "Oh, we want to make these changes to the report because it's a document that staff has created." Mm -hmm. So, council doesn't change a report that staff has created. The way to change the report would be through your resolution process, where you draft a resolution saying, "We've received this report. We think staff needs to do a biannual review now, or whatever." We make these recommendations to staff. So that's how you would you know, get staff to make your changes that you wanted because it's their staff report, not the council's report. Right. So also when we get this, can we get this report uh, without a resolution or anytime these reports come to council, there must be a resolution that accompanies. No, you can, and that's, that's what I said last time, you can always accept reports. Like I know MPD gives you a quarterly report, but I, my understanding was that this committee wanted to have the ability to affect change when you receive a report, and the way to do that would be via your resolution process. So you could put in here that staff provides you with a report, and then even if you don't have the resolution process outlined in the ordinance, you always have the ability as council members to draft resolutions and make changes. So it's, it's almost like a two-step process. You could, if you wanted to change it somehow, that just says staff provides reports for Common Council to review and draft resolutions as necessary, you could do that. It's just however you, this committee wants to get that process done. So the uh, sub C under annual report is the staff creating the report and submitting it, and then sub D is the Common Council um, taking action or not, you know, taking some kind of action or just accepting it. Mm -hmm. So it just breaks that into two separate steps. But on C, are we removing um, the annual, uh, well, I don't want to re read the whole thing, but annually to the Common Council through resolution? with a resolution to approve the report. So it's just specifying what kind of resolution it is. So, and that's something from the staff side, that's how we're receiving it. So they will do their report, the, the audit of all the reports, bring it to the council with a resolution for approval, and then the council then will review it and take action or no, or I mean, just passively approve it or take some other kind of action in this second step. But uh, the, the C is suggesting that uh, the report will be accompanied by a resolution. There yes. is no option yes. to not having that. Well, if you don't want to, if you don't want to be able to have any input on the report other than accept or not accept the report, then you wouldn't need to do a resolution. But my understanding was the council wanted to have the ability. So if staff submits a report, here's our annual report, here's a resolution, please adopt it. The resolution comes to council. Council can say, well, wait, we want to adopt it, but we want to change the resolution and instruct staff do this next time or make these changes. You would do that through the resolution that process. that kind of information. We don't need yes. this kind of information. We, and yeah. especially at the beginning when this is all new to all of us. Right. Yep, I understand yeah. that, but I still have the feeling that a resolution is a requirement. 
Yes, it's a requirement if, if council wants to have input and make changes. Well, that's how, how those council know is optional if they don't have any input. Excuse me, how are they? So what I'm saying is when I read this, my understanding of it, anytime a report of the surveillance uh, thing is presented to council, it is accompanied by a resolution. That's my understanding. But what you are saying is that we don't have to have a resolution if you do not have changes to the report. Well, if it's in the ordinance, you would have to always have the resolution, and it could just go on the consent agenda if there's no issues and be adopted as is. But if you want to have, if it's in the ordinance, then they would always have to do a resolution. If you want us to switch your ordinance and say submit a report, they could always just submit a report, and then council could on their own take up a resolution at any point in time. Okay. I just want to prevent us from going change off by on the floor. Get the report, mm -hmm. and then we're two hours going no, but I think this this is by breaking it up like this. This says this says we have another mechanism to do that more deliberatively. Okay. I just want to make sure. Yeah, I think by having C and, and D. That's what yes. I'm saying. And did you get your question answered, Alder Balde? Uh, About how does yeah, the council I'm know? Still, I'm not seeing the option I still see it but you are the legal people if you believe that no there is no option there I mean there is no option if we put if we make the ordinance like this this is how the council knows right yep so no but the way I read it is that again I'm reading from a layman's uh, point of view not a legal lens but uh, the way I read it anytime I get a report a surveillance report mm -hmm. I expect it to have accompanying uh, a resolution yes it will okay but what she's saying is it will only have accompanying resolution if me and you have inputs into the No, no, no. That's not what she's saying. That's what she's saying. I will always submit as a resolution with here is the report of the surveillance mm -hmm. audit and reports back from agencies. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, then if you need to do, if you want to do uh, a, a resolution. response. Well, no, the resolution will already be there. Then you can do responses off of that report because you have that resolution. Mm -hmm. So there doesn't need to be another resolution, another action from council, because I'm already creating that action for you by creating that resolution and submitting it that way for you. Okay. I mean, if, if that's the understanding, then fine. I uh, think it's good, but uh, I still have a different understanding of the wording. But I guess... Uh, there will only be a resolution, according to you, when there are changes to this. No, there, how it's written now, there will always be a resolution. Sarah right. will always submit a resolution when okay. she does the report. If okay. you don't want to always have a resolution, we would need to change the language that's currently written. So my understanding of your explanation earlier was that a resolution is only needed if we choose to amend the report. Well... If we change the language of the ordinance, it could be. I mean, generally, reports are just received. There's no resolutions attached. Mm -hmm. My understanding of this committee is you always wanted to receive the report, have the opportunity to make changes as you see fit. And the only way to do that is to have it accompany with a resolution. So then a resolution would always accompany it, and council would always have that opportunity. Okay. So how it's written now, there will always be a resolution. It would always come to council to have an opportunity for input and make changes via the resolution process. Okay. So in, in D, Rebecca, 
Are we creating another resolution or no. are we piggybacking on the first? It's referring. It's referring. So it says take action on the resolution accompanying the annual surveillance technology. Right. So it's not a separate one. It's the one that came with the audit. Mm -hmm. Okay, and um, another issue that Mary raised with me in a discussion about this was under um, annual report, each department will conduct an annual review. Um, she was wondering, does this really mean each department, even if they don't have surveillance technology, or does it just mean each department that has surveillance technology? And then how do we um, establish that list of departments if we mean each department that has surveillance technology, which I think makes sense, but how is that list established and where does it live and how is it updated? The way the ordinance is written, can I answer? Yes, please. <laughs> the way the ordinance is written now, it would mean every department. And I guess my thinking was perhaps you want it to be every department so that they can just quick look and say, all right, do we have any surveillance technology? No, then we're good. Otherwise, the departments that get, get surveillance technology one year that haven't had it for 10 years aren't going to be aware that they need to become part of this process. So if it's an annual review and they can just quick say, don't have it, keep going, you know, so it wouldn't be onerous for that. Yes. So Mary was concerned that it might be another onerous. But, I mean, we can say, I mean, if you would like to change the language, it could say any department that has surveillance technology, you know, we could change it. I guess the concern would be, will departments keep remembering every year, right. okay, not this year, but now I am, so now I need to get looped in. I, th I think oh. This is what this is for, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I think that would be harder to monitor if I was a department that never had it and then all of a sudden got it. I wouldn't even know that we're supposed to do an annual report. So I think it's a lot easier to do a report that says, no, we do not have surveillance equipment and ship it on. So leave it as it is. Yep. That's what I think. Any comments, Mary, on that? You think so, too, Sarah? I, I think Sarah. so, because it, it would be very onerous on IT then also, because we would have to hit agencies that we think may yeah. have it and not for sure. And if we just say every agency, please respond, you. yeah, take that responsibility. And they'll let us know right away if they don't have it. All right. Were there any other um, comments? or work on this draft other than what we've already listed needs to be done? Um, no, so I just want us to maybe have a, a big discussion around Mike May's concern about staff time. Uh, yep. What we talked about, has that addressed that staff time, or what do you think Mary and uh, the city attorney's office and uh, Sarah about uh, with the changes that we made just now, has that uh, brought down significantly the time that staff would have spent on this? Well, I think
think as, as we saw when we were going through and listening to different agencies, each agency has their own way of doing it. Mm-hmm. And to put this into place and, and ask a certain core group of agencies to meet um, when we have <coughs> technology requests, I, number one, I really have no idea how often we're going to have to meet about this. So is it that we hold them and once we have five, then we do it? Or is it that every time there is a new request for, for technology that has a surveillance component that then we have to meet, that could be incredibly time-consuming? So I'm trying to figure out, like, where is that, that fine line of taking too much staff time and, and, and um, having a meeting weekly on, you know, technology requests. We can get through our software um, requests that come through IT right now, we can get 10 a week. And the vetting process for that is is quite onerous on both IT and um, legal with the attorney's office. So um, we're now putting another component on it, and I'm not saying that I, I think that it's it's needed. It's just how are we going to add this to that that whole process that we already have. But the other piece to this is that we don't have a really good handle on um, what all agencies are doing right now. I think we do now because of the um, audit that was done and, and getting all of that response back. Now we have a baseline and we can start working from there. Um, I am concerned about this team having to meet every single time there's a technology request and being agile and being responsive to our, our, our departments and, and making sure that we're getting for them what they need back. Um, and I'm sure that when um, we do this, when we present this APM to the um, departments, that they're going to have a lot of questions about it and about how, what the time is and, and how long it's going to take for them to get what they need. Mm-hmm. So in, I'm just surprised to hear, I don't know why I'm surprised, but I am surprised to hear you talking about the SRT meeting every time there's a request. Was that part of the process in the a, APM? No, it's that the SRT has a role in that? So when your request comes in, the SRT has to take a look at it, right, as part of that process. No, that. I think so. I, I, or may, was that in your APM? It's in the APM. Yeah, it the says APM. all yeah. department requests to purchase contract for a consult and the use of new surveillance technology will be sent to the chief information officer who will schedule an SRT meeting. Okay, so that's, that was new. That must have been new since. Yeah. So that was draft. in. Yeah, no, that was in the draft. That was in the other draft. draft I mean, I think that was our understanding of this is what, that's what the committee wanted. Yeah. That every time, before it could be used unless it was an emergency circumstance. I thought it was for departments to run their own process, um, the rest of the process. I didn't think we were setting up a whole other, I mean, I thought the SRT was to do the audits and to set up this process to begin with. So then who, I guess maybe we were confused, so if a department purchases something, our understanding was you wanted someone within the city, IT, mm-hmm. potentially legal, to review every purchase and then provide that information to the council and to the, and to the mayor for, to let them know this is what's going on. So when you say the departments run it, you don't. 
Well, I thought what we wanted the SRT to do was set up a process that the departments would follow, not that IT would do that process for the departments. But who would review? I mean, I understand what you're saying, the departments would, but who would they submit that to and who would they review it? Or is that not necessary to have the review? Well, the council ultimately, and I think these are the details that we were going to, that we need to spend time working out. So. The intent of what the SRT is supposed to do is that it's not just going to be IT that is reviewing right. all of these requests because if it's if they're not filled out complete, if there are more questions, we need to have a bigger group that can identify and help with looking at these review these requests because we need other perspectives than just IT. Mm -hmm. So then the intent was is that once that that request was filled out completely then it was supposed to go to the mayor and common council for approval, but they were also supposed to go through the different steps that, that were outlined mm -hmm. in the ordinance and now mm -hmm. in the APM. Does it need to have a neighborhood meeting? I mean, like mm -hmm. looking at all of those things, and that's where that SRT team was supposed to be there to provide that guidance for them. And that's where I think that there's this concern about the time. Yes, so I, I see. That, that, that will take a lot of time. I don't know how to address it. Um, but well, I'm, I'm just thinking about the role of, say, could the PSRC do that? Like, we have committees. We have a committee structure, and the, the PSRC in particular has been kind of not quite knowing what its role is. Could this be a function? of the PRC, PSRC, um, like other committees have some kind of public oversight role over processes that take place. Because I agree, I, I guess I'd, I wasn't fully aware of, it wasn't really sinking in that you were talking about this SRT having a really substantial ongoing role right i don't i don't think that uh i don't think that they would want to take on the roles of dealing with the administration right. of a request form and that's what the srt is doing is it's really taking the administrative piece of this and helping agencies to get through this so there might be an agency that never you know once has to fill this form out, and they're going to need guidance on how to do it. And having the opportunity to come and be in part, you know, be part of this group and work with them to fill it out is where I see this SRT coming in and assisting with that. But you also see that as onerous. I do see that as onerous. So I'm trying to figure out, like, how do we balance this out? Mm -hmm. I don't know if we've really been able to explore how we're going to do this process, oh. and that's I, I I worry about it then being in the ordinances and us moving through and then not being able to um, really think through what are the ramifications and the pros and cons and then also, you know, the time spent versus how much it costs to purchase that piece of equipment and that it is not, it, like the surveillance component is not even used. Like it's, you know, it's there, but they don't even use that piece of it. So we're looking at something that costs $3,000 to purchase, and we're spending all of the staff time working on it. I'm trying to balance that as well, 
And so that's that's the other piece to this that I don't think we've really looked at. So is it possible that the two of them plus the executive Mary can include this before our next meeting? And well, I think the committee can have a look at what they're thinking and yeah. see if that really meets what we are trying to accomplish so that we are still saving staff time. Uh, it really does look like a lot of work. So if they can meet the three of them and talk about what they think this should look like and come back and we can have a look at it from the committee perspective and see is this really meeting what we are trying to accomplish, mm -hmm. then take it from there uh, rather than doing it on the fly like that. Yeah, I think that's what we heard Sarah saying before why she didn't bring that APM draft to us today was because those conversations, yeah. exactly those conversations still yep. need to be had. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Mr. Tom, um, make it more complicated. I, I'm glad that you mentioned the PRC committee. The SRC. The SRC mm -hmm. committee. Um, because I really think that they have a role in this, mm -hmm. and I want to think about that and bring it back yeah. to the next meeting. Right. So I'm just looking at the ordinance that establishes the PSRC, and that ordinance would need to be changed because right now their duties are to review service priorities and capital budget priorities of the police and fire department, serve as a liaison between the community and the city on public safety issues, and review annually and make recommendations to the mayor and common council regarding the annual work plans and long-range goals of the departments for police and fire. So one of the recommendations of the president's work group, um, police and community relations, was to look at that ordinance and to, and to, um, I think Alder Skidmore, did the PSRC have some discussions around their charge and of tightening up or changing their charge internally? Maybe a year and a half ago, so am I remembering that correctly? That's a <clears throat> politically charged question. That's one of the reasons I don't want to be on the PSRC. <clears throat> they suffer from mission creep and drift, and um, I question uh, their effectiveness and even existence. So. Right. So that, I mean, and that came out during the President's work group, and so that was one of the recommendations, but Council hasn't really moved on that yet. Um, but Alder Carter, um, this is something, I mean, we were both on that work group. We were aware of those issues, so yes. um, we can bring that in back into the next discussion. So as far as specific changes to this, Karen, are you tracking? I need to get some clarity with YouTube as it sounded like there were some things from the APM you were pulling back in, mm -hmm. but it, it wasn't listed which things. And so, Marcy, you are going to make some changes as well. So I'm, I'm not exactly sure where that. So I think I, um, if you could, Karen, if you could send an email out to committee members with, I'll help you with a, make a document about the various iterations of the approval processes that we've seen um, and send an email out to all of us asking us for our recommendations for which general points should we pull back into the ordinance okay. before our next meeting. So that, you're okay. right, that hasn't been, we haven't decided that. We I don't think we've even really been able to think about that quite yet. I mean, okay. I have just, when I got Attorney May's email, I started thinking about it, but as a group, um, we should all uh, give our feedback on that. And then um, 
there was this, you know, specific language changing from the two new public subunits to establishing the surveillance review team subject to open meetings laws. There Where is the two, the language of the two? It's at the bottom red line. Oh, that's the drafter's analysis. Yeah. Okay. And the drafter's analysis. So we can change. So strike. Yeah. Oh, I thought that the was substance of the substance of I'm the drafter. You're the drafter. Okay, so that I wasn't sure if that, that was analysis. something that the uh, yeah. the city attorney's office did or okay. Yeah, that's something we're recommending change. Yeah. We okay. provide the drafters analysis, but we're not wed to any language oh. ever. I mean, it's the alders that sponsor the ordinance. We're just providing the drafters analysis. Right. Just our overview of what's within the ordinance. So this ordinance establishes. So cross strike two new public subunits. Okay. And then add in. Uh, establishes a surveillance review team. Okay. And then under definitions, surve uh, sensitive surveillance technology oversight board is that's going to be taken out. But Marcy will provide a definition of sensitive surveillance technology, which in you know you can talk to Vic or at your meeting about the APM. You can okay. come up with language for that. And then. Somewhere else you were going to make reference, maybe a new yeah, subsection. The language, a new, a new section directing the IT director to provide when they receive a report or request to the common council member and to the mayor for input. Okay. okay. And then in 5C, were you tracking the language changes there? Yes, not in danger. Right. Civil um, liberties. And I think that was all the text. Apart from, you know, what we as a committee decide to put back in from the approval process. So we have the tracked we have the the tracked version of that. So I could go back to yeah. the tracked version where the last time it showed up and, and it has all the changes we had made up until the point when we pulled it out. Right. So I can provide then that document to the committee to make decisions. It sounds like they may have added different language to this latest draft of the APM, and I, I don't know if you want to consider them separately. I'm not really sure. So we didn't actually add any new language. Okay. Yeah, that okay. language was there. It was just we had lots of questions around it when we were talking about how we were going to handle this process. So it's in a previous draft of our of the, of the committee's work. The ordinance language or the APM right. language? In the APM, in that most in the yeah. APM language that you got last time, that's there. So I'm looking and I'm going to pull both of those things. Yeah. I'm going to pull APM out the APM language. and the ordinance previous ordinance. Yeah, yeah. Let me tracking. Want me to send that to you again. Okay. All right, I'll do that. Okay. Thank you. Anything else? <laughs> you ready for the long weekend? Yeah, but I have a <laughs> meeting with one of my retirement homes at 1.30. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so <laughs> would you like to make a motion? Yes, yes I'll move for adjournment. <laughs> All in favor? Aye. Aye. Thank you, everyone, for coming. Thank you. Thanks, Vic. Happy long weekend to everybody. <laughs>